Howdy, and welcome to Casa Loud Chats, a podcast dedicated to Nickelodeon's The Casa Grandes and the Loud House universe, and I'm your host, Sunny, and welcome to episode 59 of Casa Loud Chats, which means the next episode I'll do will be episode 60 of my show. Wow, that's that's crazy to think about that I have 60 episodes of the show. Like, I'm, you know, I'm a little behind on most podcasts here, but hey, 60 episodes is pretty, it's pretty amazing, actually, so if we do episode 60, I might have to do a big thing for that but from what we know about what's coming up in terms of episode 60 i might save that for the future but yeah they 59 episodes and then now we're gonna get to 60 which is crazy but yes we are back to talk about more stuff about the loud house and the casa grandes since a lot of loud house episodes have premiered majority of these episodes had aired early hence why i waited a while till they till they officially came out in the u.s there's still some that haven't aired that have aired a while back which have aired like you know in another country but haven't aired here officially of a nickelodeon u.s like Animal House just aired by itself and its sister episode is the best as one so that is not aired officially it has no uh, release date yet as of right now if it's going to air anytime during this this month or even next month which probably not since there's I, I like well, no spoilers there's not really any other episodes that related to like winter or snow that they, they could air in December with Loud House but Casa Grande's yeah, we all know we're gonna go to that controversy in the bit, but it's not controversial. I mean, like that little tidbit in the bit, but yeah, since these these have officially aired, I'll talk about them. I've tried to keep keep up, but if I miss one or two, I apologize because I haven't really been keeping up with the schedule, but I made sure to, to list which ones have aired. And there is lots of news, but mainly focused on the Loud House Christmas live-action movie that's coming out next week, as of this this recording, next week, the December 26th at 8pm. So there's a lot of news discussing that, especially the cast. There's a lot of other um, you know official people that have been uh, announced, or like a lot of uh, cameos have been announced for the, the Loud House Christmas movie, the live-action movie and so on. So, with that being said, let's get into some CASA news! Alright, so on the top of the show, we have lots of news discussing the Loud House Christmas live-action movie. Again, that is premiering on December 26th at 8pm on Nickelodeon. But if you don't want to wait that long, they will air it officially on Paramount Plus 2. So you can watch it early and then watch it on Nickelodeon. Because uh, with the premiere of the Loud House Christmas, they're doing a week marathon of Loud House, which is to be expected. And also they're airing a new episode after the movie, which is uh, The Loudly Bones. That is the episode where, uh, hold on, I have a description here. Yeah, that's premiering at 8.30 after the movie, which is Lisa discovers that the, that, that, Lisa discovers that the dinosaur bones she found in her backyard may not be what they seem. And this episode got leaked on Amazon early for some reason. Because I, I, I believe it's paired with Fright Bite, so that's what happened there. Because Fright Bite aired by itself, and once that happens, Amazon or iTunes doesn't really know that Nickelodeon only airs one episode, so they release them officially and then they paired up with the episode that's supposed to air with it and they don't know it did not air so yeah it aired on amazon not sure if it's still up if you could buy it i mean it is kind of legal because it is the official release but as of you know the nickelodeon itself they haven't aired yet until the 26th but they're airing after the movie 
which to me is kind of strange because they, they should have had it as a lead-in, but they're doing this whole marathon for a whole week, so they're leading it into the movie, which makes sense. And then they're going to they're gonna air the movie after the Loud House uh, episode premiere, too, so that's kind of cool. But yeah, we have a lot more news about the live, live-action movie, mainly a lot of casting uh, you know, announcements because there's a few cameos in this movie. We did have, you know, we did have some confirmation on Pop-Pop being it, the McBrides, and so some, uh, the Catherine Mulligan, those are the ones that we kind of knew, sprinkled it. Bobby, of course, is in it. We do have the, the cast member who is playing Bobby now. His name is Matt Van Smith on, on Instagram. He announced he's going to be Bobby in the movie. So Bobby will probably have either like a small cameo or a big role. We're not really sure what Bobby's going to do yet in this movie, but we'll see. Yeah, so Bobby is confirmed. Uh, I... I Sadly, Roddy is not confirmed, and nor is she confirmed on IMDb, because um, my friend Nat, she checked IMDb to see who else was confirmed, like, uh, apparently Scoots is going to be in it, um, they get the McBrides, uh, Catherine Mulligan, who, Catherine Mulligan is actually played by Lori's VA, who does play her on the show. Yeah, so, um, so, uh, yeah, Catherine... Catherine Tambor announced on her Instagram that she will be cameoing as Catherine Mulligan in the movie, which is pretty cool. Because again, Brian Stepanek, who plays Lynn Senior on the show, he is actually playing Lynn Senior in the live action movie, which is perfect casting. So it's really cool that they actually did get one of the voice actors on the show who's not playing Lori to play the ca- one of the characters she does play on the show in live action, which is really cool. I mean, I wish they could have they could have done that with Ronnie Ann or even Bobby, but you know that's just the way it is. But yeah, sadly, I don't think Ronnie Ann's showing up. Even if they just like put a random little girl in the background in a purple hoodie. Or I'll take it, or even Bobby just mentions her on the side because they just had no time to put her in there. That's fine, but I'm a little disappointed that they just put Bobby and forgot Ronnie in as they usually do with the show. But uh, back to the other cameos. Uh, the big exciting cameo that we've all been really happy about is the announcement of Sam being the show. Who, yes, there is a uh, there's an actor for uh, Sam. Her name is Zoe Duvall, or Zoe Duvall, I think it's Zoe Duvall. Yeah, she is playing Sam in the movie, which is really cool that they actually have Saluna, not just Lobby, in the movie in live action, and that's really neat they actually remembered Sam, and she's going to be in the movie. So, you know, if I don't get Roddy in, at least everybody gets their Saluna, and I think that's pretty cool that they have to decide to have Sam in the movie. Because to me, it feels like, despite the the anime movie being a great, like, love letter to the show. I feel like A Loud House Christmas just feels like it could be just another episode of the show. Like, I know a lot of people, when they watched the Netflix movie, were like, oh, this feels like an episode of the show. To me, it kind of... It kind of really isn't an episode of the show. To, to me, it feels like something the show wouldn't really do. Although, they, to me personally, camp is kind of like the prelude to the to the, the Loud House movie. If they didn't go forward with the Netflix movie, we, we just would have had camped and that was it. So, I would have been satisfied with that. But, of course, we had the Netflix movie and it's fantastic. But, to me, it's more of a it's more of a character journey than focusing on the family. It's mostly focused on Lincoln. Here, yes, it's still a Lincoln-focused story. But, it feels like the family's more integrated into the plot than the Netflix movie. Because, like, it feels like some of the sisters didn't really get a lot to do in the Netflix movie versus here. Where it seems like Sam and Luna have something to do. Lori's at... Which, by the way, I... I 
I did pick up on this because I, w I haven't really been keeping up with the news of the live action movie that much because it's been sprinkling here and there and now of course we're getting all of this uh, news uh, all this news about it is that it does take place in the same canon as season five because Lily is a toddler in this so she's wearing her white t-shirt and shorts the the little the the, the little girl is playing Lily she's absolutely adorable um and uh, the the clip they posted, the the sneak peek of of the movie, which now I have a better understanding of what the movie's gonna be like. Um, it, it Lori's at college, so they have this continuity of it being in season five. Lori's at Fairway, and Lincoln wants to bring her back because the whole the whole uh, the synopsis for the movie is that um, let me read it here. It's the official synopsis from Paramount Plus. It's Christmas time, and Lincoln Loud is super excited. It's the one day of the year the entire Loud family comes together. However, this year, Lori, Luna, and Luann make their own Christmas plans. With three of the sisters on different holiday schedules, Lincoln's parents decide they should take a family trip to Miami with their remaining children. But Lincoln feels if they all miss the family's favorite traditions, the entire holiday will be ruined. With the help from his best friend Clyde, Lincoln's got 24 hours to come up with the perfect plan, change his family's mind, and you guessed it, save Christmas. Yeah, and that's very interesting that, like, Liz, CJ, and Rita just decide that, like, oh, well, Lori, Luna, and Luann already have plans. Let's just all just abandon them and just go on vacation, right? That is really strange. Because, like, Lori, like, apparently Lori is stuck at Fairway during the holidays, which she shouldn't be. When you're at college, you're supposed to take a break. Unless there's a real, like, specific reason why she's still there. Other than finals. Because, like, if season's cheating, she's still there during, like, the week up coming up to Christmas because of finals. But then she shows up at the house, and you're supposed to be back from winter break. So, maybe they'll explain why Lori's still at college during this time, but it's... It's, she should be back from Christmas break, right? Or is, or is Fairway just, like, open all the time? I, again, I don't understand the logic of Fairway, so if that's what they say, like, oh, well, Lori has to be there because, like, they're gonna have, like, a winter tournament or something, which would be very strange. Do they play golf in the winter? I don't know. I'm not very, uh, knowledgeable on that, but... Yeah, so Luna has plans with uh with uh, Sam. I think they're going skiing or something. And then and, no, did I say Luann? No, I said Luna. Luna has plans with Sam, her girlfriend. And then Luann, I think it's just gonna do like a comedy show, I guess, because they have the turtle portal. Uh, when Link is doing his plan in the clip, but that is very interesting to like. All the three sisters have plans, so let's just abandon them and just go on vacation ourselves like it's very strange because like it we had the netflix movie which where lincoln wanted to find out where his you know family was from because he wanted to feel like he belonged with the family for, or feel like more special with his family so he asked like where they're from and it's like oh let's find out about our background and let's go to scotland whereas here it's like miami Ugh, no i want everybody to stay here you know it's, it's a complete contrast to like yeah they're so excited about going to scotland and worried about their 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 background and lincoln wanted to feel more like lincoln wants to stand out compared to his sisters whereas here it's like i don't no, like, I don't want everybody to, like, be doing our own things. We have to be together for this. Which, I, I mean, it's, it's perfectly valid for Lincoln to feel that way, you know? Like, he wants the whole family to be together. Because that's always been a tradition with them doing their family stuff. Like, you know, Caesar Chin, they had, like, the, 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 the gift swap, the Secret Santa thing. Which they did, which they apparently do every year. Which was never established till season five. But, you know. Or Level as a Leaping being, like, you know, a very perfect episode. But those are really the two... Kind of main, well, uh, flip, I guess Flipmas Carol, if you count it really. I say Flipmas Carol is just like its own 
universe like you know I, I hate to make this comparison since it's so new but like if it's, if you're watching Simpsons the new season 33 episode of series Flanders takes place in its own universe it's like it's a Netflix parody but it's like in its own universe where it's like a drama and they're actors and they're acting it out so I think Flip Miss Carol is supposed to be like its own universe where nothing's really canon to the show because again, you also have to incorporate Casa Christmas and how how could Casa Christmas, you know, be associated with season cheating when Lincoln was supposed to get a present for Lola, but also it's Christmas Eve and they happen to just pick up Lori and then they're also, the, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like we were trying to like, we were trying to like weave all those episodes together to see the, like if they work together cohesively and they don't when you think about it. And the same thing here, we're like, you could, like, this could be just another Loud House episode. Like, I feel like maybe they should have just done this instead of doing Seasons Cheating, even though I love Seasons Cheating or Flipmas Carol. They should have just done a full-length Christmas episode like they did last time. But they already did that, so I guess it's like, okay, we don't really need to do that again, even though it would have been kind of cool. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be 90 minutes, you know, like, I think it's like two hours of commercials, but it's 90 minutes. But, yeah, I mean, I... I'm looking forward to it. After I saw the clip that they posted with Lincoln and Clyde, I mean, Clyde's actor, it looks like Clyde just jumped out of the screen and just became a real character. It's like he's real. It's like he jumped off the page or something. And Lincoln's actor, I was a little, like, concerned about because at first I'm like, he doesn't really look like him. It's not really, like, you know, I don't think it's really my boy. But after seeing a clip of the actual movie and seeing more of him, it really does sound like, you know, it just, like, the, the actor sounds exactly like Lincoln now, like, a, a, an Astor-type voice, and the, the gestures, and, like, some of the, you know, like, thing, things that he does, like, the, the way, the way he just, uh, well, the way, he, well, the way he talks, I guess is what I'm saying, is he, he, he's definitely picking up the Lincoln, what am I looking for, like, vibes, I guess, he definitely, I'm giving him approval to play my boy, he's doing a very good job, I mean, everybody in this movie, all the actors that they got, besides some, are like, they jumped off the screen and they're perfect, like, you know, um, like, Luann, she looks like she does in the show, and, or, like, uh, like, Lucy or Lenny, like, or even Luna, like, some of the actors they got look like they just jumped off the TV and became real. Yeah, no, the movie looks very interesting, for sure. The problem is we haven't really seen a lot from it. Well, the thing is, we've seen a lot from it, because they've done those behind-the-scenes stuff, but I feel like I want to see more clips from the actual movie than just back behind the scenes stuff. The behind the scenes stuff is really cool. I love that they've been doing this. Like, you know, talking to the actors and how they're portraying their characters and getting the character. And, like, Lincoln's actors doing, like, a 12 Days of Lincoln, where he's talking about how he, you know, portrayed the character and how he got in into, like, you know, auditioning for the character. So I think that's really neat that they're doing that and, like, all the actors are promoting. Like, Lenny's actor on Twitter has been really friendly to the fandom, which is really cool. Like, and, and also, like, you know, all the act actors have, have announced who they are, what they're doing and stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to see what else is here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's gonna be, again, Clyde's dad, Scoots. Oh, I forgot about Rip Hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> like, and also, uh, Tanya, the, the mannequin, she's supposedly in there too, which is a deep cut. Like, I, those are very deep cuts to have a guy, like, a, an actual actor play Rip Hardcore and have the mannequin from Leader of the Rack, which is really cool. Like, it seems like, again, to me, this movie feels more like fan service than the anime movie, but I'm not saying that as, like, 
a downgrade to the anime movie because it's not supposed to be. It's like the anime movie was supposed to be more like an introduction to new fans, but also like it was like supposed to, it was supposed to cater to fans, but also introduce new fans to the world of the Loud House. So like. You know, again, having Bobby and Ronnie as cameos were more fan service, or even Sam, for that matter. But, like, you know, it was mostly just an introduction, you know, just, just to, to introduce new fans to the world, but also be, fra- like, you know, just be familiar to the fans. Whereas here, this is definitely fan service. This definitely feels like we are making a real episode of the show that fans would watch and not be lost or anything like that. Or it, it, we don't have to introduce anything like that. This is just, like, Loud House in general. Which I've said that Loud House is perfect for live action. It's basically a live action sitcom. They're all humans, you know? So it's like, yeah, it's just it's just an animated sitcom and I think this is the better choice to do a live action movie. And if it's successful, I mean, you know, if they if if it's successful enough to do like a sequel or something that would be cool. I mean, just do just do live action Casa Grandes, you know, like let's I would love to see that. At least yeah, then there I could finally get my live action Ronnie in. But I'm hoping at least maybe Bobby mentions like, oh Laurie, I, I would love to stick around, but you know, Ronnie and my, and my mom are waiting for me or something. Like a like a shout out, you know, like at least just do that. But whatever. It's not it's not a downgrade. I think everybody looks great and I think the movie's going to be pretty good. You know, like I don't the thing is like I, I have low expectations for the movie because it's something new, but it feels familiar to me, so I'm not like too, you know, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too worried about it, you know. I just, I'll just be like, yeah, that that feels like Loud House. It's just like in live action, you know. That's basically what it's gonna be. It's the same thing with the anime movie. Where it's like, yeah, this feels like Loud House, but it's like the anime movie obviously is more like it, <laughs> it feels weird. I have to like say the anime movie and live action movie, but that's just how it is to. to like to, to to compare the two, because like yes, live action movie has a has a name, Loud House Christmas, but it feels like I'm saying that as like an episode of the animated show, which is not the case. So I like to say live action movie, anime movie, just or Netflix movie because it's on Netflix. But you know, like Netflix Netflix movie felt like it was on a grander scale with the trip and the bigger you know focus on Lincoln's character arc and and the new characters and stuff. Here, it just feels like it's a smaller scale because they're just trying to make it like the show. And that's what I'm that's what I'm very optimistic about. Hopefully it's good. I'm gonna watch it early on Paramount Plus, of course, because yeah, I have I have Paramount Plus, but yeah, I will I will definitely watch it on the on Nickelodeon too just to support it and give it some good ratings and hopefully we'll get maybe a sequel. Who knows? But we'll see if it's good enough, you know, or good enough, but I don't wanna say I don't wanna say like, oh let's hope it's good enough, you know, like to like like it uh, it, it lives up to the show. Like I don't wanna have those high expectations. I'm just I'm just hoping like, oh yeah, I hope it's uh I hope it's pretty good, you know. I hope it I hope it's good and not not terrible. <laughs> So yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to ramble there about the uh, live-action movie. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's anything else I want to mention. I, I mentioned the, the sneak peek, yeah. So the sneak peek, yeah, uh, has where Lincoln is doing his plan with Clyde to get the family back to the house without doing all their plans. And yeah, he mentions uh, there's one thing that Lori will love that she'll miss about, you know, remind her of Loud House Christmases. And he sends it to her, but it's like food. I first thought he was going to send like, he was gonna call her up and like pretend to be Bobby or something like like in season one, but he sends food to her, so I'm thinking maybe he sends like the, like Lynn's lasagna to remind her of home, I guess. But that's about it. And then Link is going to pretty much 
will ruin all his uh, other siblings' plans, which, you know, it, it feels like a season one Loud House to me, personally. Again, it, it's pro like, it feels like a sequel to Seasons Cheating, or if they didn't do Seasons Cheating, they would have done this episode in just anime form. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty optimistic for what we've seen of it so far. And all, again, all the actors look great, so, you know, I'm pretty excited about it. <clears throat> the next piece of news is from the Casagrandes, which... Uh, I, I I don't want to say this was controversial, but I, I, Nickelodeon, you need to like step up your marketing team or something and, and tell them to stop promoting things that aren't supposed to be promoted like this. Because when we first heard that there was going to be a new Casa Grande's holiday special, they emphasized that it was a holiday special. And when you say special, that means it's a 22-minute episode. So it's like, oh, that's special. Oh, what's it going to be? Another holiday special? Oh, maybe it's like the, the Changs or maybe another one of Focus of the Family. No, it was false advertising because the episode that they have called the holiday special is Throwing Pains. Literally an episode about dodgeball. And the only thing related to the winter time is that it's a snow day for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why they did that in the episode. Why is it a snow day? I have no idea. I, I don't know why that's related to the plot because, again, like they're like, oh, we want to skate. Oh, it's so cold out. Let's go in the gym where... I guess school is still going on because even if it's a snow day, I, I I don't know. Like I haven't seen throwing pains in forever, so I don't remember what the whole deal was with the snow day and whatever. But I just think it's kind of weird that they did that choice because again, it's not it's not related to the plot at all except for like we gotta find a way to get into like to skate or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so they just. They, they, I guess they, Nickelodeon wanted something from the Loud House and Casa Grandes, and we're, and they're like, oh, actually, we don't have anything related to Christmas or winter time this year. And Casa Grandes is like, well, actually, we kind of do, it, but it has snow, but it's not related to Christmas. Okay, we'll take it. Like, really? Yeah, 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 sure, sure, we'll, we'll take it because we, we need something, you know? Like, they're the only one that's airing a new uh, episode in December this year. Because Loud House and Casa Grande's both aired episodes in December last year because they had Christmas stuff ready. The first Christmas episode of Casa Grande's and two new Christmas episodes in Loud House Season 5. This year, Loud House already has their premiere, which is not related to the show. I mean, the animated show, it's the live-action movie, which is Christmas anyway. And Casa Grande's is not doing a new holiday episode or Christmas. I mean, maybe they, maybe they are actually in season three, but if they were, they'd be airing it, so maybe they're not. I have no idea. So yeah, they decided, hey, let's do throwing page. It has snow. Sure, why not? So yes. We have the official, finally, the official premiere date of throwing page, December 10th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And th that's, they're only airing that episode because it's snow related. I mean, why not just air La La Land with it? I mean, you could do that if you want to, but they only have to air one episode because they have, again, that time slot is just so fulfilled of Patrick Starr's show and Milmo's Pose and Top Shelf or Top Elf. I keep saying Top Shelf. Top Elf. Um, oh my gosh. I had the... Okay. <laughs> Where was I at? Oh yeah. So, so yeah, premiere day for Dory Payne is December 10th, which again... Finally! <laughs> I mean, I guess they were just saving this episode for, for the winter time because they have to they have to air all these holiday, winter, snow-related things during 
um, November and December, so it's like, oh, let's just save that one till now, I guess. So, yeah. So, that so that is the last episode of, of Season 2 of Casa Grande that needs to air officially in the U.S., uh, and then La La Land will be the last one that needs to air. So, they'll probably save La La Land for next year, like, starting January or something. Maybe they'll just air that by itself. You could just do that. That would be cool. I mean, you should have just aired it with, with throwing pains, but... Hello there, uh, Sunny from the editing booth here, and so, as I was, uh, editing this episode of the show, I mentioned that I was gonna say that they should have aired La La Land with Throwing Pains on December 10th, and literally as I'm editing this episode, somebody posted on Twitter that Zap2 officially announced that they will air La La Land with Throwing Pains on December 10th. Uh, Drawing Pains airing first at 8 o'clock and La La Land at 8.15. So that's surprising to me that I kind of got it right that my little like thing like, oh, well, you should just air La La Land with Drawing Pains and they just announced it today. <laughs> so that's kind of crazy. I don't know why. I guess why Ernesto Powers are coming through. But yeah, so now the schedule has changed to where Throwing Pains will air with La La Land on December 10th, starting at 8 o'clock with Throwing Pains and La La Land at 8.15. So Casa Grande Season 2 will officially, finally end in the U.S. on December 10th, which is great. So yeah, make sure you tune in for both episodes and not just the one. And that will be the official hiatus for both shows, uh, not airing new episodes during that time. So yeah, during, I guess, you know, 2022, they have to air, you know, Best as One and Frame on You and Appetite for Disaster, High Crimes and Fathers of the McBride, which are two new episodes I haven't talked about yet. I don't think I have. I don't think I talked about High Crimes yet, have I? I don't think so, which I'm very excited about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can't wait to talk about that. Yeah, but the, the, you have to air all of those. Because season 5 is still not done. It should be by now. But because Nickelodeon and all their scheduling and scheduling all these shows at once, or even not at all, they don't know where to plop Loud House of Casa Grande sometimes. That's why they're like, oh wait, November, we can just, you know, premiere all these episodes that you, you've, all, you've all already seen, even though some of you probably haven't, which... We have, but we can't talk about them yet because they haven't aired officially. Now they have. So, yeah, season five will probably end in 2022, which, you know, is fine. If they if they actually get it done in January or something, that means maybe February or March, they could officially air season six or what we would know about season six. And as for Casa Grande's, you know, Casa Grande's got season three going on right now. So, you know, you can, you can keep going with that. But you still need to air one last episode from season two, which is La La Land. So you could just air that in January. Maybe take a month off and then you could do season three in February or whatever, whatever. I would love if they do the episode. Again, they've done episodes close to my birthday. I, I'm actually very curious about next year because, like, when is my birthday officially next year? Oh, it's on Monday. That means they want to do a new episode on my birthday. Again, it's always either close to my birthday or after my birthday. I never get an episode officially on my birthday. Like, last year, they aired uh, Meal Ticket, which we saw early on the 15th, and then Other Best on the 16th, which was, again, close to my birthday, so it kind of counts, but whatever. So, you know, that that's it. But, um, the next thing I wanted to mention, because Nickelodeon released their um, Nick Miss scheduling which all has all the new episodes of every show that's going to do uh new episodes related to like christmas and holidays and whatnot snow because throwing pains and uh they mentioned that they're going to do the nickmas 
was it the All Star Nick was spectacular again? They did that last year where they had like a bunch of these like uh, famous actors from Nickelodeon shows or even famous people come on and just do a variety show. It was so it was so weird. Like I I, I again I only watched it because I wanted to see the Lincoln and Roddy cameos. And of course this year they're going to have special messages for anime stars SpongeBob. Squarepants, Lincoln and Lucy for the Loud House, and Roddy and for the Casagrandes. So I'm gonna have to watch it again, alright? <laughs> like I, I I don't think I've seen um I haven't I haven't watched the ones from last year. What I don't remember what they said about last year. I think like again Lincoln and Lucy showed up together. I don't remember what they said. Uh Roddy had said something and I can't remember, so I'll have to I'll have to watch those from last year if they're up on like YouTube. And see what they said because I can't remember. But maybe they'll just reuse them from like last year <laughs> to save money. Instead of bringing Asher and Isabella and uh, Gray into the booth, it was like, we'll just reuse it. It's fine. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, but whatever. No, but um, I keep saying whatever too much. But yeah, oh yeah, uh, that's going to be on Saturday, November 28th at 9 p.m. Okay, yeah, that's November 28th. That's gonna be, like, after the live-action movie. Maybe they'll have Lincoln, like, break the fourth wall and be like, Hey, did you see me in live-action form? That was pretty cool, right? <laughs> or something. <laughs> that would be kind of- That'd be kind of funny if they did, the, like, a meta joke about the- Yeah, I, I- We did- Like, Lucy, we did a special in live-action form. <laughs> or something. Like, Ro and then Roddy comes in and is like, Oh, come on, where's my live-action movie? <laughs> oh, that's- that's how I would write it, but yeah, that's November twenty eighth, so that'll be that'll be in two weeks. So yeah, we'll we'll that's on a that's on Sunday. Okay, I, I'm looking at my calendar here. Um, yeah, but looks like yeah. Uh, besides that, they are just gonna re they're gonna like you know show up. Uh, reruns of the Christmas episodes from Loud House and Casa Grande. So yeah, Casa Grande is the only one having a new episode in December. So, you know, that that's what it is. But yeah, uh, make sure you tune into that Nickmas special thing if you want to see Lincoln, Lucy, and Roddy and do little special messages that they get them to do because they're mascots of Nickelodeon now. So pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> Alright, so next piece of news is something I... I, I don't think I got to talk about these episodes last time. If I did, I apologize, but I'm going to mention them again because one episode I'm so excited about that I'm just anticipating it whenever it comes out. Um, it is High Crimes. Sunset Canyon is falling apart and Lincoln and Clyde are determined to find out why. David Steele style! Yes, baby! <laughs> Yes, I am finally getting my W as we are going to be getting a family bonding sequel episode. Like, that's why I'm dubbing it. I don't think it's going to be, it's not related to family bonding as it's like the spies and everything. But yes, it is related to Lincoln and Clyde being David Steele spies again. I am so excited. <laughs> like, after like, you know. My opinion on season 5 is very mixed because I think there's a lot of great episodes this season. But I feel like later down the line, the like the whole like end of season 5, like Casa season 2, has not been hitting it for me. Except for one or two uh, you know, uh, exceptions. One being, of course, This the Cook, which I'll talk about later. Which is like probably one of the best episodes of the entire show lately. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I... I 
I was wondering when they were going to do this because I was thinking, well, you know, Lincoln, of course, he's he always has a new interest every season, whether it be Ace Savvy, Magic, Cowboys, Spies, whatever. You know, he's all he's into all this kind of stuff, and of course, season five had him. You know, be his new interest was of course spies, but then they brought back magic, so I'm like, okay, so maybe magic's just gonna be his default thing. Like in the movie, they made a whole plot point, and so I was like, well, okay, but maybe they're not gonna do the whole spy thing anymore. But they do reference it in the show, like in um, oh my gosh, what is it? Uh, it's Trading Day when um, one of the buddies, uh, the buddy rips Jazzy or Snazzy. Whatever one it is, I think it's Jazzy, <laughs> rips up all the Lao family stuff. Lincoln actually is holding up a David Steele comic book. It's like, I, oh man, I didn't even get to read the, the chapter about this thing. I'm like, oh, David Steele, family bonding, <laughs> you know? Or, oh my gosh, like, um, oh my gosh, what was it? Um, it was Silence of the Wands, actually, was the first time they referenced that for family bonding. Was Lincoln had a squirt gun. He said it was like the David Steele-style water gun. So, yeah, patent pending. <laughs> Which he's had that water gun before, but they never specified it was a David Steele one until now. But, yeah, family bonding is still my favorite episode of season five. I mean, yeah, and also, like... Just the cook is probably trying hard to like take that title from it, but I love family bonding. It's like my go to episode every time I think about it. I just want to go sit down and watch it, which I really want to go sit down and watch it after I talk about David Steele again. But yeah, I'm very excited for this episode. Maybe because again, I love Spy Lake and I love his little, I love his little outfit. His suit is so cute. Like I just, I like, I, I love it. He looks great in that. And also just because it's a Quick and McCloud episode, which we are very scar, we're very scarce on Quick and McCloud this season. We've only had like three episodes with them, and even then, when we have Clinkin, they're mostly in like the family, not family, but they're mostly in the friend group. This season was all about giving the entire friend group episodes together versus Lincoln and Clyde or just like Lincoln with another uh, friend this season. It was all about Lincoln with his friends in middle school. And when we had Clinkin episodes, they were pretty interesting. Or even four. It was actually four. Yeah, because we have family bonding. We had, um, oh my gosh, what is that episode? Oh my god, I can't remember the name of it. It's the one where uh, Lincoln and Clyde are fighting over uh, the room for their grandmas. Oh my gosh, I can't remember the name of it now. And then we have Flying Solo, which really, to me, isn't a Click and McCloud episode. It's more of a Clyde episode, like, perspective on Click and McCloud, but it still kind of is. And then we have this episode, which is, again, Click and McCloud being a little spice. I mean, I don't know if the friends will will show up in this episode. Like, they didn't show up last time in Family Bonding, so I'm not really worried about them showing up here. If they do, that would be interesting, but I just hope it's just Lincoln and Clyde because that's how I want my Family Bonding sequel to be. <laughs> but yeah, I wasn't expecting them to do a Family Bonding type episode until season six because, you know, again, the majority of the time in the show, when Lincoln was doing, like, these little, like, investigations or mysteries, it was related to Ace Savvy. It seems like during this season, or even last season, but mostly this season, he's been kind of, um, aging out of Ace Savvy, because this is now his new hyperfixation on David Steele, which is, like, his new obsession, because David Steele has comic books, so he's reading them just like Ace Savvy. I think Ace Savvy is still, like, his main interest. It's, like, a th it's like his go-to thing. Like, in the movie, they, um, they reference it, or in one episode, they do reference it again in this season, 
or even in Family Bond, they, they do reference Ace Savvy, where he's like, uh, but the, the the neighbors are aliens, but the neighbors are but the neighbors are super villains, but the neighbors are ghosts, but the neighbors are aliens, you know. So they kind of like they kind of relate to that, or even like even even the season with uh with Ghosted, where Lincoln was still into ghost hunting, so he has certain interests that he goes to, like different hyperfixations he'll go to from time to time when he's into it. It seems like again, magic this season has been his main hyperfixation. When we had episodes focused on it, the movie was focused on it. There was a little uh, moment in the the Lola and Mr. Grouse episode when he's he's doing little magic tricks for his family. So magic has mainly been his main hyperfixation. But it looks like David Steele is becoming like a new hyperfixation for him. And I'm saying hyperfixation because I'm AD, I have ADHD on. Uh, I'm saying hyperfixation because I have ADHD and I had Cannon Lincoln have ADHD. If you if you if you want to do that, that's fine. That's my head can. You don't have to go with that. But I think because Lincoln has so many interests, I, I kind of relate to him in that way of having lots of hyperfixations. So I say he's kind of in that 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 wave of ADHD. But you know what I mean. So I, I like to say hyperfixations because I do that. He likes to info dump about his hyperfixations too. So I think that's some hints of that, but you don't have to go by my word on it. If you had Ken some other way, that's cool. But me, I'm, I'm, I'm on that, I'm on that level because I have that. But, um, but yeah, no, I'm just, I'm very excited. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't, like, I've tried to, like the live action movie I've mentioned, I don't want to have high expectations for it because I don't want to give, I don't want to put it on a pedestal and say it'll be just as amazing as Family Bonding. Because I think what Family Bonding was, I had no expectations for that episode whatsoever. I went into it completely, like, completely, like, with no expectations. I was like, okay, well, it's a click of a cloud episode. You know how those are. If they're either going to be good or you're surprised that they're great. And, of course, Family Bonding is still like super iconic with like you know exceeding our expectations by saying that the villains were real and that Lincoln was right for once like that's still my favorite part of family bonding not just the little spy stuff which I absolutely love I mean there's some like Lincoln does some of the most badass stuff in there besides the movie um is that they actually have a whole moral about Lincoln could be right for once because they set up how Lincoln is always jumping to conclusions as he is warned to do because that's how, that's Lincoln's character. He always jumps to conclusions and he thinks he knows something when he's majority of the time he's wrong and he has to learn that lesson. But at this season, they're like, oh no, Lincoln was right. <laughs> we're actually villains and we're going to take over Royal Woods. And it's like, nope. And it's like, we're sorry that we doubted you, Lincoln, because hey, Maybe Lincoln could be right for once. And that was like a really cool way of like exceeding our expectations with how Omi calls it the Lincoln Lao formula on Lao Kausa Talks, which, you know, I've dunked on it, which I'm like, no, there's no such thing as that. However, to the context of this discussion, there kind of is like a repeating thing with Lincoln where yes sometimes majority episodes he's always in the wrong but here it's like yeah I was right for once <laughs> it's like that Applejack uh, moment in Milo Pony I didn't learn anything I was right <laughs> but yeah I, I think Lincoln kind of learned that like yeah I don't really I shouldn't jump to conclusions but hey if I'm actually right and I knew I was the whole time I'll be proud of myself and I'll just go for it so with this episode it seems like they're going to be investigating Sunset Canyon, which I don't know what they mean by falling apart. So, like, I guess the old people are just going insane. <laughs> Is it like The Simpsons with, like, Grandpa and, and all their 
uh, old people just like going insane or something at one point and <laughs> they have to figure out why they're going insane. But I just, I'm mostly excited because again, it's David Steele. It's a it's like a semi-sequel to Family Bonding. I mean, I, I call it a sequel because this is the second time they've really done um, the whole David Steele stuff and just referencing it with, with tiny bits like, again, those episodes. Having a full-on where it's going to be like, Lincoln's going to be in the suit again, his little outfit again, his little suit, which I absolutely love. <laughs> I'm very, very excited about this episode. Like, I love when, he's, when he slicks his hair back, too. I think it's such a cool detail. Like, I love everything about family bonding so it's like yes I I, I can't wait to see this because it's something new you know because like again like in the past when they've done these uh mystery episodes like they've had like um oh my gosh what is it uh is it crime yeah f crime crimes of fashion yeah crimes of fashion and recipe for disaster where uh yeah recipe for disaster where they had Lincoln and Clyde investigating, but as Ace and One-Eyed Jack, because that's what Ace, uh, Ace Abbey would do in the, in the comic books, as, as Lincoln would mention. But here, David Steele, he's mostly in the spy stuff, but it's also, like, incorporating Lincoln's, like, you know, his interest in mysteries and doing something different with that. Because, like, magic, you can't really do mysteries of magic. <laughs> I mean, you could. That'd be pretty cool, actually, if, like, Lincoln incorporates some of his magic skills into his spy stuff, like, combining his interest in the one. I mean, I, he probably does that with, like, how... The way he is as a character. So I think he does incorporate... His interests are really... Do make up his his own personality and him as a character. Which, you know, again, oh my god. I'm hyperfixated on Lincoln as a character. Oh my god. I'm gonna keep rambling. I'm gonna cut, cut some of the stuff out. But yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, I'm very excited about this episode. I'm really, very excited. I've been anticipating it. Uh, I can't wait to see when it comes out. It's, it's, it's not coming out this year, but... Uh, little Birdie told me it might come out early sometime, but yeah, I, I won't talk about it until it airs next year <laughs> sometime. Then the last piece of news is the last episode, which is announced, which is Fathers of the McBride. Howard and Harold tear their home apart after Clyde starts, after Clyde starts spending more time with the gang and less time at home. So when I first heard about this, to me, it feels so meta because of how the fandom has reacted to season five and how there's been so many Lake of the Friends episodes, including myself. That's one of the main uh, faults of season five is that, like Clicking in the past, there's way too many Lake of the Friends episodes this season. And uh, <laughs> it feels like, I'm surprised it took Howard and Harold this long to like have a meltdown that Clyde is hanging out with his friends more than his family. Cause, Cause Clyde is always going over Lincoln's house. I'm surprised they just never noticed this or just it took them like five seasons to be like, oh my gosh, Clyde is spending too much time with his friends and not us, even though he goes over Lincoln's house like almost every time, <laughs> you know? So I, I, I'm surprised it took them this long to just have a mental breakdown of how Clyde is hanging out more with his friends than with them. It feels so meta to the show where we complain that there was too many Lincoln and Friends episodes this season. So maybe they, maybe the crew are aware of that and they're like, okay, let's just project onto the McBrides, but it's maybe it's just a coincidence. I don't know. It's just funny to me how it, 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 it works that way, kind of. Um, yeah, I mean, this is the, this is, this is not the official, uh, season finale of season five that is frame on you and uh, appetite for disaster but this is now the last episode of season five that we know so officially season five is done which is insane <laughs> i mean it's, it hasn't aired officially like it's not over yet for us in the u.s but 
hearing about new episodes and how they're done for season five and soon enough we'll find out about season six is insane to me every time a new season ends it's like wow that was interesting you know like i feel like for episode 60 i might or even like the future of the episodes that come out i might have to do like what i did last year for season four when we had those bob of episodes that aired the season talk about uh, season five as a whole, uh, or season four as a whole. I'll do the same thing with season five, or maybe like seasons, or maybe episode sixty. I'll ask, uh, I'll ask you guys out here. What is your overall opinion of season five? And we'll discuss that because I've done those episodes where I ask, I ask the fans or I ask you guys, what do you want for the future of the Loud House and the Casa Grandes in terms of new episodes airing? Because again, we now season five is going to be over soon, and season six will start officially next year, and Casa Grande season three just started. We don't know if we're getting like a renewal. Hopefully, we find out if we're getting renewal eventually. I, I'm not sure when we'll find that out. I, hope, I thought we were going to find out soon, but maybe they're just waiting on it because Casa season three just started, so maybe they're just waiting on the response until they renew for season four. My prediction is that the main show will end on season six and the the spinoff will, will continue. That's my prediction. But I feel like because the Loud House train is still going, season seven is a possibility, but we're not sure yet. So yeah, that's all the news for a new episode of The Loud House and the Casa Grandes, the live action movie. And I said that was the last piece of news, but the last tiny thing I want to say real quick is that I... I, I I'm not sure if he's listening or not, but if he is, Miguel Puga, welcome back to Twitter. <laughs> um, welcome back to Twitter. Yes, yeah, so Miguel Puga is now officially back on Twitter. He activated his Twitter again, and he started, uh, you know, posting some stuff, like, some exclusive stuff, like, he posted some sketches of the Candy Goblin, which was really cool, and he also started following a bunch of people including me. <laughs> I hate to be like, I don't want to brag about it, but I was doing something and I noticed, I got a notification that said Miguel Puga was following you. And at first thought, I was like, what? <laughs> so I went to see where he followed me and he followed me on this podcast, on the, on the podcast's Twitter, Casa Loud Chats. Not on my main Twitter, which maybe, uh, Miguel, if you're listening, I do have a main Twitter, which is Eclipse, which is my main Twitter. I don't want to force you to follow me on my main Twitter, but I am the host of the show. So if you are listening, I do have a main Twitter. But thank you so much for following me. I really appreciate it because, again, you are the executive producer of the Casa Grandes, mainly the show that inspired me to create this podcast. Because this podcast started out as just Casa Grandes, and then I expanded to The Loud House because I wanted to talk about both shows. With, of course, those both shows being connected in the same universe. So, again, Miguel, if you're listening, thank you so much for following me and responding to the fans. We are so lucky to have you on here if you're still going to be, like, active and stuff. But it's really neat that Miguel is back on, is back on Twitter, has been following a bunch of us, which is really cool. So, yeah, I'm very... I was, I was kind of flabbergasted. I first thought it wasn't actually him until he did say it was him on Twitter. And I, like, literally faded from a heart attack knowing that he's aware of my podcast and he followed me. And I was like, maybe he thought I was Loud Casa Talks for a second. <laughs> and then they don't mean no offense, you know? It's like, maybe he thought I was them for a second. But no, now that, um, 
now that Om Omi made a Twitter for them, I think he went to follow them and the fan page. That's cool. But yeah, uh, that's it's really awesome to see that Miguel follow my uh, Twitter for the podcast. So again, Miguel, if you're listening, thank you so much. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Casa Grandes and, uh, you know, I, I'm just very honored <laughs> that you're here to support the fans and we support you, everything that you've done on Casa. So, um, I apologize if you've listened to my podcast and heard me say anything negative about the Casa Grandes. Anything I say about it, if it's negative, it's mostly positive because I want because I love this show. So if I'm passionate about something I've been negative on, it's out of love, okay? It's not out of hate. I absolutely love the Cascades and everything that you've done for the show. So again, thank you so much for, for following me and being supportive of the fans and being supportive of us. And, you know, if you continue to, like, be active on there, we will really appreciate it. So again, thank you for being a fan. Uh, or not being a fan. Thank you for being a... Thank you for the support, that's all I'm saying, you know? So yeah, I'm very honored that you're following me. So yeah, uh, go follow Miguel Puga on Twitter. I think it's Puga Vega on Twitter. I think so. Yeah, that's his Twitter handle. I'll probably link it in the description so you can go follow him because it is actually him. So yeah, so that's the, the I've kind of like flabbergasted that's still a, a real thing that happened that he actually did follow my podcast Twitter. And it's like, maybe he, he knows I have this podcast. Maybe he's aware of me. I don't know. I have no idea. It's like, um, it's like when I found out that he and some of the crew members uh, were on the Loud Casa Talks uh, live stream for the movie, the anime movie. It's like they they're aware of us, and that's that's either that's really cool or kind of scary. <laughs> no, it's not scary. Don't don't follow that. I swear it's awesome. It's just kind of like it's kind of overwhelming for us as fans. You know what I mean? So, yes, yeah, so thank you, Miguel Puka, for being awesome. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's all the news and all the stuff I wanted to say out at the top of the show. So we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about all the brand new episodes of The Loud House that premiered, which are in order. Animal House, Fam Scam, Farm Too Unstable, Dis the Cook, and For Sale by Loader. If I, if I forgot one, I apologize. Please remind me in the comments. But yeah, we'll, we'll be right back after the break. And we are back to talk about all the brand new episodes of The Loud House that premiered. So in order, it's Animal House, Fam Scam, Farm Too Unstable, This to Cook, and For Sale by Loner in that order. And again, if I forgot one, I apologize and I'll do it next episode. <laughs> so the first one we're going to highlight is Animal House. Lana struggles to find homes for the exotic pets at the Royal Woods Animal Shelter before they're moved out. So again, I don't remember a lot from this episode. It's mainly just another like Lana and Animals episode. I mean, majority of the time with Lana and Animal episodes, they're very cute from what I can remember about them. But the highlight of this episode is, of course, Sam and Lana interaction. Yes, the, the whole beginning of the episode, even like the main focus is that Sam helps out the animal shelter with Lana. So they've actually continued that or even like made a canon in the show from the podcast because we had a whole podcast dedicated to uh, Sam helping out the shelter with Lana. So it's really cool that they actually finally did give Sam more uh, more of a spotlight than just being Luna's girlfriend. I really want to see more of that in the show with side characters, folk, like, interacting with other Louds that they don't interact with. Because, again, I'm still fighting for Roddy and interacting with a Loud Sister episode besides Lori. So, it's cool that they're doing that with Sam and some other side characters. Like, they kind of did with Stella and Lana and Training Day, but not really. So, I really want to see more of that. Like, this was really cool to see Sam and Lana working at the same 
same a animal shelter and like, oh, Sam was giving her the idea of like having the animals go to this shelter or this exhibit where they'll be uh, better, well, they'll have better homes than when Lana was giving away all these exotic animals to other people that they can't you know, live in Royal Woods, obviously. But, yeah, I mean, it's 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 just a very cute Lana episode. I mean, there's, there's not really much to say about it other than it's very cute, and I really like the interaction between Sam and Lana in the episode. And, yeah, I mean, I hope we get to see more Sam and Lana interaction in the show if they're going to keep doing this whole thing with the animal shelter with Lana. So I think it's just pretty cute. That's all I'll say real quick on that one. It's just it's pretty cute. <laughs> The fam scam. Embarrassed by her family, Lola pretends to be a McBride to impress her new sophisticated her new sophisticated pageant friend. So yeah, I talked about it before that I'm surprised it took them this long to do this episode of Lola. No, this this episode of Lola because it seems like a very typical Lola plot of like her trying to impress a friend of hers that's more sophisticated than her family. Uh, I think. Uh, oh my gosh, what is the the YouTube channel, uh, Steam, Steam Dub U, uh, UK, they do a bunch of, uh, Loud House, uh, YouTube reviews, uh, they actually did a review of this episode, and it, re it really reminded me of, um, Right and Wrong from season four, where, uh, where, uh, Rita was actually, uh, you know, she was pretending that her family was more sophisticated, so she, or more, uh, you know, polite and proper, so she could get a job in the newspaper. This is what it really reminded me of, was that episode, but I think, you know, I like the, I like that episode a little bit more, just because of the context of, well, you know, Rita wants to get this job in the paper, and so she tries to act like she's like the best mother ever but then she learns that you know she should she should hide behind a facade that yeah her family is chaotic but she's still like a very determined mother and takes care of her kids and really knows her stuff whereas Lola here you know she's really you know she does pretend that the McBrides are her parents and Clyde's her brother and stuff and tries to impress Cricket which is very interesting that her that this girl's name is Cricket <laughs> it's funny that her name is Cricket because there's also big city greens with Cricket so yeah um but yeah, I, I mean, it, it, I, I don't really know. I mean, it's not really one of my favorite Lola episodes. It's just, to me, kind of like a passable Lola episode where it's not the best thing in the world for her, personally. Because yeah, there's a lot of other episodes that really showcase Lola's, you know, greatness. You know, and she's like a really great character. But any episode of Lola, she just makes it great anyway. So, like, I don't know. I don't have a lot to say on this one. I think it's just pretty decent, you know, like her trying to pretend that the McBrides are her family, trying to like get Cricket not to, you know, see her family, but see but in the end, Cricket actually really warms up to the Louds and really likes the chaoticness of her family, which is really cool. So yeah, I think it's just pretty good. Again, otherwise just to say real quick that it's just pretty good. <laughs> And a farm too unstable. After realizing farm work with Liam is harder than they thought, Lincoln and the gang look for shortcuts. Now, again, I'll, I'll mention, uh, oh my gosh, I want to get the YouTube name right. I'm adding all this out. Yeah, um, oh, it's, it's Steam Team Redub UK. That's the YouTube channel, yeah. He, CC Trainer, he did a review on this episode, and I remember him saying that he thought this was one of the better Lincoln and Friends episodes this season. And I strongly disagree, <laughs> uh, my, my, my guy. Uh, there are plenty of our better Lincoln and Friends episodes than this one. This one, to me, was probably the most boring episode of The Loud House in a while. Like, 
I, I, I'm, like, to me, it felt like this is more like the equivalent to past your bedtime, where I call past your bedtime a fever dream, because I always forget it existed, it happened, and it did, so it feels like a fever dream. This feels like a boring fever dream, where you had it, and you forgot it ever happened. That's how I feel about it, because it's like, it's just another throwaway Lake of the Friends episode. It's just, there's not really much to it, and I feel like there was not really any motivation to make this episode like it feels very tired especially because again my one complaint about season five is that there were way too many Lake of the Friends episodes so like Click and McCloud their episodes get piled together into one blob and you're just wondering like okay how do I rank this it's like the Click and McCloud episodes I have a ranking <clears throat> I have a scale for when I rate like a, a Click of a Cloud episodes. It's either like, eh, that was okay, to, wow, that was surprisingly good. That's how I am with Link of Friends episodes now, where it's like, alright, that was fine, to, wow, that was actually pretty good. Because this time, it's like the same thing with Click of a Cloud. You don't know what you're going to expect, but you are expecting exactly what you expect in the end, you know? But when they surprise you with how good it is, you're like, wow, that really surprised me. That's why when I go into Lincoln Friends episodes now, I don't have high expectations because I know exactly how they'll be. But if they surprise me, then I'll be like, great, that was pretty good. This did not. This bored me. <laughs> like... I feel like, again, they had an episode idea where it was like, oh, we're doing so much of Liam and his farm. Oh, we actually didn't do an episode where Link and the Friends are on the farm. Let's just do that. It felt like, again, an obligation that's to cross it off the list of ideas that they've had since, like, season two. So it's like, let's just do an episode where the Friends are on the farm. That'll We'll get that out of the way in season five. And that's how I feel. I feel it's just a throwaway episode. There's nothing significant to this other episode that I feel will stand out. I know in the review he mentioned that, like, Rusty's the best part and I mean I guess that's honestly good that yeah Rusty is kind of the best part but like the friends like I, I just feel like that they took the easy way out which is something I feel like Lincoln himself wouldn't do at this time with taking the easy way out on things especially because like oh my gosh like farm work is so hard and then in the end all they really had to do was just do the work because <laughs> like they, there was no real good reason to them not doing the work other than oh my gosh this is so tiring and like come on come on Lincoln you live in a house with 10 sisters farm work should not be this hard to you okay like I'm sorry Lincoln's characterization in this episode annoys me because like he comes up with this really stupid plan like I don't know because I like again the the the, the, the friends had to wake up early Maybe Lincoln just wasn't using his noggin this time with man with the plan over here, but like his plan was like, okay, let's just go get other ingredients and pretend it's the f ingredient, like pretend it's the 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 fresh produce that we're gonna sell. Yeah, that that's that's very genius of you, Lincoln. And then it's like when the store is closed, they decide to go to Flips and pass off his stuff as real good fresh produce. Which come on. He should know that Flip stuff is not clean or sanitized or fresh at all. I don't know. I just think it's really convoluted and stupid. <laughs> you know, like, I, I again, Lincoln is the man with the plan. He should have better plans than this. This is one of the stupidest plans. Like, there's been plenty of them he's had in the past where it's like, okay, maybe Lincoln had a, an off day or something like Cursed or Girl Guru or some others. But this is like the dumbest plan he's ever had in a while. So I was like, no, th this is stupid. <laughs> like, it's a, I think it's a very stupid episode. 
episode, you know? Like, it, it to me, it's not one of the better Wicked and Friends episodes. Honestly, it's probably my least favorite of the Wicked and Friends episodes. I think it's so boring and convoluted and stupid. And it's just like... If the friends just would have thought for a minute, like, hey, let's attempt to do the work instead of being, like, lazy, or lazy butts, I'm sorry, lazy butts, and just, just get the easy way out, because I think it's just, it's just not good, because, like, in the end, it's like, hey, we should have just done the hard work. Yeah, that's what you should have done, <laughs> instead of being like, oh my gosh, like, we can't, like, Stella can't chase a, a, a lamb, or Lincoln can't milk the cow, even though in the end he learns how to milk the cow. It's like, come on, the, 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 try a little, you know, like, try everything, you know? It's like, I just think, I, I don't know, I just, I, I didn't want to ramble about this one. Like, this, this to me is, like, my equivalent to Gossipy Girl, where I, like, the, the difference is, I don't, dis like, here's the thing. I don't despise this episode. I just think it's kind of stupid. <laughs> it reminds me of, like, the ending of Grubstub, where it's, like, how Grubstub's ending is, like, the most amazingly stupid thing I've ever seen the, the show ever do, where it's, like, wow, that was one of the dumbest endings I've ever seen, and I'm laughing at how either how dumb it was or how funny it was of how stupid it was, you know what I mean? That's how I describe Grubstuff's ending. Whereas here, it's, like, that was just so, like, boring. Like, I, I just, like, I don't want, I, I don't hate it. Like, there's something to hate about it. It's just, like, that was so boring. And, like, again, I don't want to disagree with, with, uh, with CC Trader here on his review. Because, again, if you're not watching his reviews, please do. That, his YouTube channel is Steam Dub, I think it's, Okay, let me just... His YouTube channel is Steam Team Redub UK. Please go watch his reviews. They are very well done. Um, but I I hardly disagreed on it being one of the Better Wicked Friends episodes. Like, there were some people who agree. I mean, I, I guess if you agree, that's fine. But I strongly disagree. There are Better Wicked Friends episodes like Saved by the Spell or Rumor Has It or uh, Colonel Truth or uh, even Schools. Like, there are some Better Wicked Friends episodes than this. <laughs> this is just another one of those, let's throw that into the pile, we did it, okay, we're done. Like, yeah, you did the Lincoln and Friends or on the Liam's Farm episode, you don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to, re re you don't have to re return to it. You did it cool it's crossed off the list so yeah I, I think I was I was like okay well they have to do this they've probably been sitting on this for like seasons now it's like okay we did it whatever it was it's like let's just move on <laughs> that's how I felt about the episode it felt so unfocused it felt like it really didn't feel like a very entertaining episode you know that's my personal opinion if you liked it that's cool I'll say but yeah did not really care for it <laughs> And then we're going to talk about an episode which I think I was really into. <laughs> the complete whiplash 180 uh, of a change here. This the cook. Lincoln is convinced that the middle school lunch lady is holding a grudge against him and his older sisters. So again, the most amazing thing about this episode is that they finally do a middle school episode where it's not Lincoln and friends again. It is Lincoln teaming up with Lynn to figure out why the lunch lady you know, has been uh, hating their guts for a while, but, and giving them, like, really bad lunches. Like, that was the most surprising thing about this episode that made it so much more better, was one, it wasn't Lincoln and Friends again like you expect it to be, and two, it was Lynn finally, Lincoln, 
it was Lynn finally helping Lincoln with a middle school problem. This should have been a reoccurring thing throughout the entire season. We had too many Lincoln and Friends episodes. They should have done at least one or two episodes where Lynn was helping Lincoln with a middle school problem. Because I really liked when she had advice for him. Like in Friends of Dry Places where she thought that maybe her that his friend group was split up because that's what happened to her. Or I guess even schooled where she kind of helped him with the hall, be the hall monitor or whatever. But this should be a reoccurring thing in the show where Lynn is helping Lincoln with middle school problems since they're going to the same school now and she could actually help him and give him advice or, you know, have episodes with them. Because it's been such a long time since we had a Lincoln and Lynn episode. I don't even remember the last time we had something like that. Maybe, oh my gosh, okay. Maybe it was Middlemen was probably the last time. Middlemen. Which Lynn helped Lincoln and Clyde with their middle school uh, tour. So that was her helping them with their middle school situation. And this was like, it felt so fresh to finally get another Lincoln and Sister episode. It's been a while since we had one of these. And this this is what season 5 was missing. You know, and I really miss something like this, where it's Lincoln and a sister working together. And they're together throughout the entire episode. They're helping, like, Lynn is helping Lincoln solve the problem. Like, it's a really great way to have them as a team up. I think it's a really well done episode. And while, you know, like, with the lunch lady, like, her situation where she was upset at them because Rita didn't, accidentally didn't invite her to a party was kind of convoluted in a way because like you're holding a grudge against her kids for this long because of that but you know, I still think the episode really works just because of the dynamic between Lynn and Lincoln like they really should do more with these two because again they could be such a great pairing uh, they could be such you know they have really great episodes they do more of this and again like um like people have mentioned, Lynn did not call Lincoln stinking once in this episode, which is also great. Like, I know people may have their opinions on whether they like the stinking nickname or not, but when she doesn't use it, that is great. So I'm glad they did not include a stinking in here. I mean, if they would have, fine, but I'm glad at least they did not include that and took the their, their dynamic more seriously this episode. And... <laughs> They also had a Lori Campbell's episode, which was fantastic. <laughs> like, the fact that they actually brought her in and was like, Lincoln was threatening her to be like, oh, if you don't go apologize to the lunch lady, I will, like, call you, like, every single day to, like, you know, be mad at you for all the bad lunches I'm getting. Like, he threatened his own sister, which is crazy. And then she shows up, and then she kind of apologizes, which is really cool. Like, it's cool to see Lori again, you know? Like, like I... I the one thing I've been, like, upset about with Season 5, too, is they don't know what the heck to do with Lori until now. They finally figured out what the heck to do with Lori. Like, they can bring her back from time to time. They can have her call in. They can have her do little cameos and, like, still have her at school and stuff. Like, they still haven't done a real true Fairway episode in Loud House. I mean, they did Lori Days, which is fantastic. They did teed off in Casa Grande, so that's Casa Grande, but Loud House itself hasn't done a Fairway episode at all besides like ghosted which really to me is not a quintessential you know fairway episode it should be her like struggling in school or whatever so to see that they're finally figuring out what to do with Lori like <laughs> like this is weird in um in by uh, first sale by loner Lori is actually there <laughs> in the episode like when the family shows up to Mr. Grouse when he's complaining about moving away Lori's just there which is weird to me because 
wouldn't she not be there because she's at college? But I feel like my headcanon is that these two episodes actually take place in the same uh, day or maybe the same week. And maybe when Laurie was kind of, you know, pushed to, like, come back to Royal Woods to apologize to the lunch lady, she just stayed for the weekend and that's what happened. It happened the next day, I guess. So that's my headcanon. I don't know right now. But, um, yeah, I just, I love seeing the Laurie cameo because anytime I get to see Laurie and Lincoln together is really cool. But, yeah, like, Lincoln threatening her was really great. Like, this episode is great. Like, I love everything they do in this episode. Again, the Lincoln and Lynn dynamic is wonderful. And if they do, like, more episodes with these two, I would love to see it. Because, like, it made me really miss more like in the sister episodes and again having Lori in it for a bit was really nice like that's a nice little cameo you could add there just as a little treat there but I would really like to see in season six if they're finally going to figure out what they're doing in terms of middle school stuff instead of having more Lincoln and friends stuff all the time you could have them there but just like Maybe Lincoln just goes to Lynn for advice about some situation in middle school and Lynn has some advice she could give him, whether it be good for, good or bad, because, like, whatever she does give him advice, it kind of freaks him out and makes him overthink things, but Lynn does have that experience of, of middle school, so she can give him some good advice or help out in a situation where, again, the lunch lady was, like, you're doing all this to their sisters. <laughs> so it's like, huh, like, I wonder why she keeps doing it and targeting all of us. So yeah, I, I think this is, I think this is the best, ep one of the, I, well, <clears throat> I say this is one of the best episodes of season five. I feel like the end of season five, with some little spoilers here and there, they're finally figuring out what they want to do in terms of season five episodes and like the middle school stuff. Like I complained a little bit that they, they kind of fell down a little bit in terms of some episodes, but I think maybe because of this episode, it makes me more optimistic for season six and what they could do later on. Because uh, I call season five the experimental season because it seems like they're trying out new things, like they're trying out new pairings, they're trying out new situations, the middle school, the the age up, the, the, the college, all this stuff. They're trying out new stuff and that's why this season feels a little more scattered around than other seasons, you know, like, again, Rodian didn't get, Rodian did not get a single cameo this season, it's the only season with no cameo from her, unless they somehow surprised me in High Crimes and Fathers of McBride, which probably won't happen, this is the only season with no Rodian cameo, Bobby's the only one that gets a cameo this season, which I feel like is a dis, a, a, it's, a disgrace to me, okay? Like, I'm here, like, trying to champion Roddy and cameos, and for some reason, the loudest crew did not do that this season. I don't know why. I'm literally shouting out, you need to put Roddy in more in the show, and clearly they did not listen to me. But it's like, oh, but she was in the movies! That counts! No, the movie takes place between season four and five. Technically. So, the movie is at the start of season five. It's in the canon of squeeze between the end of season four and the season five, so that does not count, Okay? That does not count. It should, it should have been the actual season, and they did not do that for some reason. It gave Bobby two cameos because of Lori. You know, I, I just don't like... That. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you, you know what I mean. But what I'm saying is, like, there were too many Lincoln and Friends episodes this season. And they should have changed things up, and they kind of tried to with the Lincoln and Len the Lincoln and Lenny episode, and again, including her friends and his friends, it did not work out that way. So having a middle school episode where it was Lincoln and Lynn... You should do this more. Change things up. So if they kind of have a general idea that they, they can do this and it will work 
for next season, they should do that. Next season, I'll be very happy they try to bring back more Lincoln and Sister episodes because it seems like we don't get a lot of those lately. It's just Lincoln and Friends, which I get because, again, middle school, new environment, new changes. They have to have the friends survive in middle school with the new situations they have in middle school. But I hope maybe season six they might downgrade the Friends episodes and just have more Lincoln and family stuff because we're very, very secluded on the, on the family stuff this season. So... Yeah, but no, this is Cook. Really great episode. I highly recommend you watch it. I, I think it's a really great episode. Again, because it's Lincoln and Lynn. We haven't had that pairing in a very long time. And I'm very happy that they did this. And maybe like, like Lynn a lot more this season. So, yeah. I really, really love this episode. And finally, the last episode we have to talk about today for the set of episodes from The Loud House is For Sale by Loner. Mr. Grouse attempts to find some peace and quiet after moving away from the Louds. So this is basically that one episode from Spongebob where Squil Squidward, I was about to say Squilliam, Squidward moves away to like that new, um, that, that new, uh, uh, what was it, that new area where it's all like squids like him and it's all perfect, but then he misses like the craziness of living next to Spongebob and Patrick. It's basically this episode with the Louds. But I'm very, you know, I'm very surprised it took Mr. Grouse this long to move away from the Louds being chaotic. And I really love that Mr. Grouse knows that the Louds are chaotic because, like, spoiler alert, at the end of the episode where Mr. Grouse does go back and new people are going to move into his house, they're like, oh, like, the, 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 the new neighbors are like, oh, like, it's so peaceful and quiet here. Mr. Grouse is like, oh, well, meet your new neighbors, the Louds. And then the Louds just, like, do their thing. Like, I love that. <laughs> that is great character writing. Just uh, Mr. Grouse knowing that the Louds are chaotic. So it's like, you know, just just do your thing. Like, just, just do it. <laughs> yeah, like, the, Lou the Louds aren't really, you know, involved much in this episode. It's mainly focused on Mr. Grouse and... For some reason, they decided to pair him up with Mr. Bolhoffner of all characters. Yeah, Mr. Bolhoffner returns to this episode with seemingly very good continuity that they remember from Rumor Has It, where he likes to be in the woods. It was very strange. Like, I guess they kind of tried to do the whole, like, Squidward dynamic with, like, the other Squid characters in that episode where he's more, like, you know, crazy and over the top because he's next to the loud, so Mr. is like, I just want my peace of quiet and stuff, and even though Mr. Grouse wanted it, he misses the chaoticness of the family, which I really like that, um, that sequence where he looks at the pictures of the family, when they were doing chaotic things, he still misses them, which is really sweet, but, yeah, it was a, it was a very strange episode, like, I, I did I was very surprised they remember Mr. Ballhoffner because like again another clip about season five we don't see Lincoln a lot in his class with Mr. Ballhoffner as we went with Mrs. Johnson in earlier episodes so it's weird when they like remember Mr. Ballhoffner and it's like oh hey remember like if Rupert has it where he was like a woodsman and stuff and he was like in the woods and whatever like yeah I I actually do remember that that's pretty cool continuity and pair him up with Mr. Grouse it's a very strange way of these characters finally meeting in the show very weird but um yeah I don't know that's a, this is another one I have I don't have a lot to say on it I just um I I don't know I like is this the first mis focus Mr. Grouse episode like we've had episodes with Mr. Grouse but I don't think we've had a real focus up oh wait no we had the one with him and Lola <laughs> yeah I almost forgot about that one but like this is like really just actually focus on him and him moving away from the louds and missing their chaoticness and stuff but yeah I don't know I don't really have a lot to say on this one it's just uh it's just kind of there <laughs> but I think it's just you know it, it's like okay Mr. Grouse moves he thinks he likes 
the quiet, but he misses the chaoticness of the louds. And I really do like the ending where the louds do come back to visit him. And, he, and Lincoln actually goes to hug Mr. Grouse. It's so sweet. It's like, oh, they actually missed him, so they wanted to see him. And he's like, no, I'm going to move back. And it's like, oh, have you met your new neighbors, the louds? It's like, that stuff is great. But everything else is like, uh, it's kind of boring, you know, but, you know, whatever. So yeah, that's all the new episodes for the Loud House, and then all the news for the Loud House and the Casa Grandes. So yeah, that's pretty much, in terms of new episodes besides December with Casa Grandes, that's it for 2021, which is crazy to think about. Like, wow, like we're like done with this year in terms of new episodes from both shows, and we probably won't get new episodes until like January, February-ish. Like, we don't know yet in terms of the future of the Loud House of the Casa Grandes with new episodes, because again, the next new thing in terms of Loud House content is the uh, Loud House Christmas, the live action movie. We do have two new comics coming out next year, two, uh, not next year, two new comics coming out next month. One is Love Out Loud, the shipping comic, which, oh my gosh, okay, I, I can't talk about it yet, but all I'm going to say is you guys are going to, you're going to lose your mind. <laughs> From what I've seen, you guys are going to lose your minds when you see Love Out Loud. Um, and supposedly guessing games too, but maybe that might get moved to next year. But yeah, and then in terms of actual episode content, only the Casa Grandes will air new episodes. So we are probably going to be very dry on content from both shows. Although... I forgot to mention this on the top of the show, but Nickelodeon's doing that portal chase thing again. They did that, like, last year or the year before, where it's, like, an animated version of that game they had. Where here, it's gonna be, like, a huge crossover between all these shows. And Lincoln and Rodian are prominently featured in the group with Spongebob and uh, Henry Danger. So they had, they had two episodes with them. One is focused on Lincoln helping out the crew when they get stuck in like a trap, so that was episode two. But Rodian was on the cover that she was on a motorcycle. So again, when they do remember Rodian represent her, I'm so happy. So I think new episodes of those come out every Friday, so there'll be a bunch of episodes for that, and they posted a trailer for that, but I think they took it down, but it's probably out there somewhere. But yeah, in terms of content for the show, we are probably we're gonna be dry because of the holiday season. But yeah, the next episode I'll have will be episode 60, and the only new episode I can talk about is uh, Throwing Pains. But I think by that time, I can actually talk about Love Out Loud, because I think that comes out, like, the 5th or the 6th of December. It's super early in the in the month, so that, that'll be something to review and talk about. But in terms of content, once, um, well, I mean, I'll, I'll obviously, I have to do an episode, oh, yeah, episode 60, I'll do an episode on the live-action movie. I, what am I thinking about, <laughs> like, the episode, but, like, the live-action movie, yes. So I have to save episode 60 for the discussion of the live-action movie, yes. Yeah, I could probably do that. And as always, um, I will do... And, and Lally Bones. You know what? I should probably do that. Like, yeah, I should do episode 60 on the live-action movie and Lally Bones. And then I'll do an episode on Throwing Pains and Love Out Loud. And also talk about the future of the Loud House and the Casa Grande. So I will discuss... Uh, I will post a discussion, uh, con uh, discussion question to the Twitter... Um, on the Twitter saying, you know, what do you want for the future of the Loud House and the Casa Grandes in 2022 with season six and uh, season three Casa Grandes or season four or new content or whatever. Because again, uh, I think, you know, Saran talked about 
episode pitch ideas for me a future treehouse session and obviously if that happens I'll probably do that there when I pitch my Rodian visits Royal Woods episode the one hour special <laughs> um, or just 22 minutes but yeah but um yeah I, I mean I'm very optimistic of what the future holds for both of these shows but I don't want to wrap this up and say well you know see you next year you know because obviously there's gonna be another episode after this but in terms of new episodes besides Lally Bones and Casa Grande's um story pains we are officially done with new episodes this year so um yeah so i guess i'll talk about that later on but yeah i guess you know so you know so episode 60 is going to be the big episode talking about the live action movie when that comes out so again we'll see you all next time talking about the live action movie on casa lao chat